Welcome to another episode of the Official Jets Podcast, powered by Amazon Web Services. This time, Chris Hernan joins EA and myself. And of course, I think a lot of Jets fans are excited about the return of Chris Hernan after a very promising rookie season in 2018, and then kind of a lost sophomore year that started with suspension and then ended with injury and never really saw the field outside of 10 snaps against the Giants. Yeah, you felt bad for Chris Hernan last year because remember back in February 2019, Adam Gase, who was the new Jets head coach at the time, called him a unicorn-type player, a guy who could do everything. And Greens, this is a guy who can get down the field in a hurry. He's got rare athleticisms for somebody who plays the tight end position. And I think he can open up a lot of field for people. And most importantly, Sam Darnold had a great connection with him when both of those guys were rookies. Herndon, his rookie season, second on the Jets in receptions, yards, and touchdowns, and was really one of the bright spots for that 2018 team. And without further ado, let's hear the interview with Chris Herndon. Chris, I, you know, I was thinking about this. If there's a handful of guys, you're definitely on the short list that I would imagine are super excited to be back considering your season last year, starting with suspension, ending with injury. Just how excited are you in your own words to finally be around your teammates at the facility once again? Oh, I feel great. I have just a bunch of energy, you know, really sitting out that, that much last year, just, you know, I gained a new appreciation and really just had a opportunity to just watch from the outside. And now I feel like a kid again, being out there with my friends, just having fun. What has this off season been like for you, Chris? Because typically you'd be at the complex going through spring drills, uh, focusing on passing predominantly. And then OTA is canceled. We're in the middle of a pandemic with COVID-19. And, of yeah. course, training camp is starting, but it's far different than your rookie year because you guys are in an acclimation period right now. Oh, yeah, it's been very abnormal. But um, I feel like a lot of the guys took a lot of you know time to just enjoy family right now. Really, it's kind of something that was out of our control. But I feel like a lot of us just found – a lot of positivity in all of this and, you know, being able to be around our families longer, help around the house uh, and kind of just, you know, do this train as much as possible. I'm sure everybody had nothing but time to work out and just hang around. Speaking of working out, Chris, as a Georgia kid, I saw and Coach Gates was talking about that you trained with Steve McClendon a little bit at his new gym in the offseason. What is a tight end doing with the defensive lineman in the gym? And just what's it like? working out with Big Steve at his new gym. Uh yeah, we had a we had a few of us training there. Me, him, Jordan Jenkins, Henry Anderson, uh Terrell Terrell Basham here and there. You know, he had another gym he trained at as well, but he came by and got some work in with us. But I mean I have fun. Uh clearly I don't lift as much as Steve and all those other guys, <laughs> but I definitely I definitely push myself every day. We all pushed each other. I feel like we definitely, you know, got, you know, even closer as teammates and, you know, you know, most importantly, a brotherhood. And I just feel like this, this definitely these last few months, we all got really, really cool with each other, uh, training and, you know, just pushing one another in, on the field and 
in the weight room. So I, we all had a lot of fun. I know I did. How much is Big Steve squatting? And do you jump on there on the bar? Uh, I'm not sure his max, but I know one day he had probably six plates on each side. And it was – I'm sure if he could have fit more weight, he could have. But that's all that fit. So I was just standing back there like, that looks like a hurt back for me. But I applaud him. He 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 went hard this offseason. You know, Chris, I feel like just talking about Steve for a minute, a lot of defensive players gravitate towards him. I mean, speaking of Florenzo Faducasi, two seasons ago, he followed in Steve's footsteps like every day. I'm just curious, even though you don't play on the same side of the ball, like why do you gravitate towards Steve as somebody that was an undrafted free agent and has been in this league for over 10 years? Well, I mean, like you just said, even though he was undrafted, um, He's earned his stripes in this league. He's definitely a well and highly respected player in the league. And like you said, he's been going on his 12th year. And, you know, watching him train this offseason, he said he he feels, you know, really good. And that's just somebody you want to be around to push you. You know, he's very wise. He always has, you know, a bunch of sayings. And he just – he motivates you. He brings out the best in you. Even, you know, as being as young as we are, he could – you know, being in the league for 12 years, he sees stuff that we can't always see. So it's just – it's always good to have someone like that in your corner. All right, let's flip to the offensive side of the ball, though. Those are the guys putting the points on the board. Your rookie yeah. season, 39 catches, over 500 yards receiving. You had the four touchdowns. What are you going to add to this offense? Uh, I mean, I don't want to, you know, look too far ahead, but – as far as what I believe I could do, I just, you know, add another reliable playmaker to the field, um, a hardworking person, someone that leads by example and, you know, willing to, you know, be on the line for the team. So, I mean, I just I just want to continue to work each and every day, you know, take each opportunity they give me and, you know, kind of take it day by day. Specifically, I'd ask, what can you stretch in the field, especially down the seam, uh, do not just for your quarterback, because we're going to talk about Sam Darnold, but the other guys on the field, and how much do you take pride in that, not only catching the football, but having the opportunity to spring up or free some room up for some of your fellow playmakers? Oh, that's that's just, you know, part of the fun that comes with this game when you can obviously get your own opportunities, but knowing that, you know, you can open it up for the rest of the offense and everybody else could get their opportunities and fair share as well, because I mean, we, we are a team. So, you know, one person won't be able to do us 11 men on the field, total of 22. So, you know, it's, it's, it's always fun watching everybody else on your team eat as well. Chris, you said last season was a learning year from you, obviously because of your suspension and injury. You had to do a lot of the, your football playing just by watching, right, and learning this offense. How much more effective do you think you can be now that you feel like you've immersed yourself in this playbook this coming season? Oh, like I said, I just, you know, I just want to take it day by day. I've definitely been in the playbook and going on year two in this system. I'm you know, feeling more confident, which is going to allow me to play faster, think less, and just kind of let it flow out there. And, you know, that's obviously exciting to think about. And uh, when those time comes, it's just, 
you know, it's just going to be really fun, I feel like. Let's jump into that tight end room. What do you think about Ryan Griffin last year, and how are you guys going to complement each other? 34 receptions last year for Big Griff, 320 yeah. yards receiving, but he got in the end zone five times as well, and he does a lot of things for this offense. Ryan was a beast last season. I, you know, I made sure to text him before and after games, you know, encouraging him, letting him know how well he did. And, you know, he's a very wise person as well. He's going on year nine and he has a lot of, you know, savvy, you know, moves that are in his game that, you know, you could always learn from. He, he makes sure if you need help or have questions to help you as well. And that's, you know, part of being a vet too, you know, making sure the younger guys, have what they need to be successful. He's uh he's definitely really good with that. So I feel like having him in the room definitely is a huge help for all of us, all of us young guys. Chris, Sam Darnold is somebody that's cool, calm, and collected. At least that's what a lot of your teammates and Coach Gase has said. But I'm curious because Coach Gase said he kind of senses there's a different way that Sam is going about himself. Do you get that sense that maybe he has a little more confidence now that he's in his second year in Gase's system? I mean, that's just definitely what comes with it. You know, second year in the system, continuing to get reps on the field, getting mental reps in the, the film room, studying more and allowing himself to be on the field, think less, be able to, you know, make better decisions, you know, quicker. And also just, you know, having fun with it. Because once, once all that starts to come into play, it's just football all over again. Like, you know, the kid game that we've been playing for a long time. Specifically, what do you like about Sam's personality? Because, yes, you had an on-the-field connection, but it seemed like you guys communicated very well together back in 2018. Now we're looking ahead to 2020. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? And also, what do you enjoy about his physical skill set when you're out there? Uh, well, I could definitely say he's a humble guy. He doesn't. You know, he doesn't boost himself too much, but he's definitely confident in who he is and his ability. So I feel like he just – he gels well with everybody. He's not someone that's too loud, but he says enough to where, you know, his his words are felt. So I feel like everybody kind of in the whole locker room just enjoys having him around. And as far as, you know, physicality, he, he takes the weight room serious. He takes – taking care of his body series. And I mean, it shows on the field when, you know, he's slinging the ball down the field without hardly any effort and also able to scramble, get out of, you know, trouble in the backfield. So he definitely, he definitely brings a lot to this team. Chris, I don't know how many fans know this, but you actually have a friendship with Lawrence Cager who signed with the Jets as an undrafted free agent. Both of you, of course, went to Miami. What can Jets fans expect out of Lawrence Cager in training camp. And do you have any good Lawrence Cager stories that you can share with us? Um, well, definitely for him from, you know, just going to school with him for a few years, he's definitely a hardworking person. He's definitely determined. He's very confident in himself, his abilities. He's also, you know, just a team guy. But uh, definitely one of the one good experience, I mean, it's a football experience, but uh, his freshman year, he had a, a one-handed catch, I believe, against Nebraska. And him being a freshman, you just kind of watched him, you know, step on the scene and embrace that 
embrace that moment. And when it happened, you you know, you didn't believe it because it's like he's so young, but he kind of took off from there. And I mean, that's a an experience that I was happy to be on the field with him and watch him, you know, have that success. Chris, I just want to jump in and ask you about another former Hurricane, Braxton Berrios. Did Berrios live in the gym this offseason? I've seen a couple photos, and Berrios looks like he put on a couple pounds. He's looking pretty shredded these days. Yeah, Braxton, he's always been he's always been in the weight room since I've known him. He's taking it very serious, obviously taking care of his body as well so that he can perform as good as he does. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of people around the facility are definitely seeing Braxton and asking him what he did this offseason because he definitely, he definitely came in looking very different. <laughs> we're talking receivers here so let's stick with that topic what do you think about a couple newcomers on the jets veteran receiver rashad perryman and also rookie denzel mims both guys have good size speed combinations sub four four speed have you been able to see them a little bit in action yet yeah so uh both guys like you said can obviously get down the field you know Effortless. They they have a tremendous amount of speed, but also their ability to run good routes, catch the ball, and do something when they have the ball in their hands. And I kind of got a chance to see that in Miami, even though you know it's just on air. But we all got a chance to see each other, throw each other down there. And now that we're up here, getting some more work, and you you continue to see those things. Chris, I'm glad you mentioned that little trip in Miami. Can you tell us what that was about and what that was like meeting a lot of your new teammates for the first time and what kind of work you guys put in down there? Uh, yeah, it was kind of just a way for all of us to kind of get familiar with one another. Um, I feel like it was a great, very short bonding experience. You know, we just, we threw every day for about two hours um, and just kind of, you know, talked it up afterwards for a little bit and then, Definitely those those couple of days, I feel like we kind of gained a little rapport, but now definitely being up here is, you know, continuing to to gel together as well. I want you itching to get back on the field with the helmet on. I think it's going to start next week, non-padded practices, and then you'll have a few of those, obviously, before you guys follow it up and get some padded work before the regular season. But what's it going to mean to you, to get back on the field in that kind of capacity, a practice capacity? Uh, it's it's going to mean a lot. You know, obviously, like I said, with how last year went, I kind of, you know, took this off season to definitely heal my body. And whenever I was clear to go, just taking advantage of getting in the weight room, constantly getting in work, you know, body maintenance and now that we're finally here even though it's still under circumstances that nobody would have expected uh i mean i'm just you know gonna enjoy the opportunity to be back out there just not just for myself but with my team i gotta ask you have you been getting in adam gase's ear and saying hey yeah you got some skill position talent on the outside but this tight end room we got a lot of depth hey how about some 12 personnel sets, 13 personnel sets next season because we talked about Griff before, Trayvon Wesco. He came on as a rookie, and he really showed some blocking prowess. And then you have Daniel Brown, who's uh, kind of a jack-of-all-trades for this team, especially considering his special teams ability. Yeah, uh, 
I mean, we don't really talk a lot in our room. We're kind of just, you know, the put our head down every day and just, you know, get 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 working. But I mean, the work will definitely show. So I mean, that'll just come with opportunities and you know, proving our team we can handle that that type of load. Chris, this is the last question from me. I just want to know what are your first reaction or your first impression of Makai Becton? Have you ever seen a, a tackle that big before? So we had a guy, my biggest guy I've seen since him. We had a guy come in at Miami, Levon Donaldson. And when I saw him, I was just like, God, Lee, but <laughs> Makai, he's even bigger than him. Taller, bigger. I mean, stronger for sure. But I mean, yeah, Makai, he's definitely, he's huge. And what about Lavia? I kind of I kind of walked in the the facility and kind of got mad that he was that close to me being that big. Like, <laughs> yeah, give me a few steps. <laughs> we, of course, talked about uh, Sam Darnold before, and you just mentioned Makai Becton came in, uh, a mammoth person. Right. Adam Gay said that Le'Veon Bell – has come to camp in phenomenal shape, and he looks extremely motivated. What do you think about Le'Veon in year two? And also, for you, having that opportunity to play alongside him for more extended time because of what happened last season? Because I know Bell is a guy you can help blocking, also freeing up some space for him down the field, but he can help you out as well. Yeah, uh, he definitely came in great shape. He's been, you know, showing that he's getting in the work and, you know, obviously motivating others as well, coming in more uh, assertive this year. Also, we've been we've had a few workouts, tight ends and running backs together at the facility, and he's being more vocal, holding people accountable. And you can just tell us uh, a different – a different type of person now that he's going on year two. And like you said, he's just, he's ready to get out there and, you know, put it on display. Awesome. Chris, we appreciate the time here on the official Jets podcast powered by Amazon web services. And we're looking forward to seeing you on the field. No problem. Thank you guys for having me. It's fun. Thanks Chris. EA Chris Herndon being hurt last season and now returning. I think it's to your point, it's an overlooked storyline because Field Yates, we spoke to him earlier this offseason. He said that Chris Herndon, after his rookie season, was on track to be the next big thing in the AFC East because he is a unicorn type of player and a three-down tight end. So I think that Chris Herndon's presence and then his expected play could really open things up for this Jets offense, not only in the passing game, but in the running game as well. I completely agree. I think when we think of the Jets offense, we think about an offensive line that's going to feature five new starters compared to opening day 2019. And then the changes in the outside with Brashad Perryman and Denzel Mims. But when we watched the Jets last year, they went six and two down the stretch and Sam Darnold had 13 touchdown passes and four interceptions leading the way. And he did not have the use of Herndon and Sam Darnold when he was at USC, he loved throwing to the tight ends. And we saw the success that Ryan Griffin had last year. And now Adam Gase is going to have more options. The Jets primary personnel package last year was 11 personnel, one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers. Now I think 
it's going to be interesting to see if you see a lot more two tight end packages. And that way you can continue to dictate things on your terms mm -hmm. to opposing defenses. Listen, bottom line, Chris Herndon is a night uh, is a matchup problem for opponents because he is the athleticism to get down the field, the strength to help you out as an inside blocker. And all these things that we've talked about in the offseason, I think, are going to lead to a more productive, not only Sam Darnold, but Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I agree on all fronts. And that was another episode of the official Jets podcast powered by Amazon Web Services. EA and I will continue to come to the podcast with players, with different analysts maybe sometimes just us breaking down different things and but we got you covered throughout training camp leading up to the 2020 regular season 